How will the Gokar Party react to Widodo's decision on his next VP candidate? If Widodo decides on a candidate other than Irlanga, how will internal factions inside the Gokar Party react? Some senior members are already threatening to hold back on using the party's full resources if Gokar is not rewarded with the VP seat. The five guiding principles of our national life. This is Indonesia In-Depth. Today I just want to provide a brief political update on the Gokar Party and the relationship with President Widodo. As part of my work at Lexico Indonesia, the Jakarta-based political risk advisory that produces this podcast, I wrote a LinkedIn article on how the lack of clarity of who will be Widodo's next vice presidential candidate has caused internal friction inside the Gokar Party. Just as a reminder, the Gokar Party is the second largest party in the country and was the first party to endorse the president for a second term. I received quite a bit of feedback from the article, so I figured I should also do a podcast on the topic here. The title of the article was, Widodo's Key Coalition Partner May Have Second Thoughts. The article was focused on how the lack of certainty on Jokowi's VP decision for his second term has created internal friction inside Golkar and has left several senior party members questioning Widodo's loyalty to his closest ally. What's interesting is that most political observers and the media have been commenting on how the two opposition parties, Garindra and PKS, have been scrambling to build and secure a coalition. But as we see now, it's not just the opposition that's scrambling, but also some other major players inside the PDIP government coalition. With less than 30 days to go before qualified parties must register their presidential candidate tickets, uh, Widodo's key coalition member, the Gokal Party, has become divided on whether to fully back the president for a second term after the president eyes other candidates besides the Golkar chairman, Irlanga Hartato. The General Election Commission, or KPU, has set its registration period for August 4th to the 10th of this year. So parties must submit their tickets for the next election during those dates. Throughout the year, most political observers, along with many Golkar members, have repeated the same pitch, which is, Ilanga is Widodo's most likely vice presidential candidate for his second term. The argument has been that Ilanga is the chairman of Indonesia's second largest party, he is close to Widodo, is sort of a technocrat, but at the same time a business tycoon. In addition to that, Golkar could use its well-established political machine to support Widodo, Ilanga could uh, contribute to the needed campaign funding, and also be accepted by the business community as VP. This all makes sense on the surface. However, Indonesian politics is never what it appears on the surface and is never straightforward. Ilanga and Widodo have been extremely close since Ilanga was appointed as industry minister in mid-2016, and the two have become even closer since he was chosen as the new chairman of the Golkar Party in late 2017. The two men have spent an enormous amount of time together and take every opportunity to be seen together by the media. For example, during a high-profile meeting with Ilanga at the presidential palace in Bogor, Jokowi wore a yellow shirt, which represents the Golkar Party's official color, and Ilanga wore a white shirt, which tends to be Jokowi's favorite color, at least when he's working. Uh, the two took leisurely walks around the Bogor Palace while discussing politics and potential vice presidential candidates. The exact details of their conversations uh, were kept private. <laughs> Biar sehat, biar sehat, udah. 
Both men met in March this year at the presidential palace in Bogor. The president stated that he invited the minister of industry, Erlanga, to jog and to have casual conversations. When asked if the two spoke about the vice presidential ticket, Widodo said, quote, We discussed the criteria that Golkar has and what they are looking for, but we didn't get into individual names. Even on our side, we still haven't completed our own criteria internally. When Irlanga was asked whether he had any special input on the VP decision, Irlanga said, quote, No, the president already understands it, unquote. This is just one example of many of how close the relationship is between the two men. Now, despite what might be ideal for Golkar and Widodo, there are other factors that need to be considered and key issues besides what's found on the surface when it comes to Widodo's uh, VP decision. Some of the issues that are being considered are the following. Megawati, as the chairwoman of the PDIP party and many PDIP senior members, disliked the idea of having a young chairman of a rival party as a VP candidate, especially one that is not a close confidant of Megawati, such as Yusuf Kala is. Such a candidate would be in prime position in 2024 election to take over the reins after Widodo's second term, all at the expense of PDIP and also Megawati's family members. Well-placed sources inside the PDIP party have told us that PDIP members and Megawati believe that they alone have the right to decide who will be Widodo's vice presidential candidate and no one else. Widodo's religious credentials were tested in the 2014 campaign and also during his first term. Some of his closest advisors believe that he needs to balance his nationalist credentials with a moderate Islamic vice president candidate, and this remains a possibility as of today. As a result, the president continues to review all potential candidates for vice president, including Erlanga. Now let's talk about Golkar and what's going on inside the party. Golkar has worked hard to support Widodo ever since the party jumped from the opposition to the government coalition in mid-2016 and in some instances has made sacrifices on behalf of the president along the way. Some very senior members in Golkar are questioning whether Widodo deserves their full support if the party is not rewarded with the vice presidential seat in 2019. As a result of these factors, senior Golkar members are frantically lobbying other coalition parties to build pressure on Widodo to ensure that Erlanga is chosen as the VP. The party is also in discussions with other parties, exploring other potential options inside and outside the government coalition if there are signs that Widodo will choose a VP candidate other than Erlanga. Now, despite claims by officials that Golkar remains solidly behind Widodo for 2019, their actions speak differently as they have recently begun intensive lobbying with less than 30 days until the parties must register their candidates. Some veteran Golkar members are calling for all internal factions to remain unified and continue to back Widodo. President Widodo spoke at the Golkar Party's National Coordinating Meeting in December of 2017 and said, quote, We all know that Golkar is a great party. It has only accomplished politicians. 
with many qualified technocrats and also respected statesmen. Golkar is a party with members that spread across the archipelago, with the infrastructure and instruments from top to bottom, to the villages, to the neighborhood, to the national level. So if Golkar is rattling, if Golkar is not solid, if Golkar is not integrated, if Golkar's internal structure is a racket, it is not good for Golkar and it is not good for national politics. So I say, do not let Golkar be ruptured. Golkar has to be solid. Unquote. Dengan Pak Imin mengatakan yang punya karcis terusan adalah PKB dan Golkar. Golkar dan PKB bersatu, satu tiket menuju Pilpres. Satu tiket VIP. In a move to increase pressure on PDIP and the party's chairwoman Megawati, on July 5th, the Golkar chairman Erlanga made a high-profile visit to the PKB party office to meet with Muhammad Iskandar, who is the chairman of the party. PKB is also a member of the government coalition. At the press conference that followed the meeting, Muhammad described the relations between the Golkar party and PKB as, quote, the VIP ticket and the golden ticket, unquote, for 2019. He was referring to the threshold requirements that parties must meet to be eligible to put forth presidential candidates in 2019. Golkar has 14.7% of the national vote, while PKB has 9%. So a coalition between these two parties alone would make them eligible to meet the threshold and put forth their own presidential candidate in the next election. As a reminder, PDIP has 18.9% of the seats. This meeting between the two men was a clear warning towards Megawati and PDIP senior members not to dismiss the interests and the needs of these two coalition partners. Gulkar could potentially continue to support Widodo for a second term if he decided not to choose Erlanga as a VP candidate, but some question whether the party will remain united or if it will use its political machine for full effect if Erlanga is not selected as the VP. Golkar's maneuvers and internal friction has caught the attention of other political parties in both coalitions, and could potentially impact the political dynamics. Vice President Yusuf Kala remains a key actor in the Golkar negotiations, as well as outside with the opposition coalition. Decisions he makes could drastically change the political landscape. He has, and likely will continue, to play an important role in the 2019 elections, despite the recent constitutional court decision that prevents Kala from running as a VP for the third time. Now, just to be clear, Ilanga remains a potential candidate for the VP seat, but his appointment by Widodo is by no means certain, and Golkar does not want to be caught off guard. Golkar's maneuvering could create a new opportunity or problems among other parties. Now, negotiations among members of the government coalition are happening now at a frantic rate, and this is expected to continue right up until August. Also to clarify, Widodo and his PDIP government coalition would continue to meet the 2019 KPU presidential requirements if the Golkar party indeed pledges its support elsewhere in the worst-case scenario. So Widodo and PDIP still would be able to put forth a candidate and meet the KPU requirements for the presidential election. The key takeaway of this episode is how will the Golkar party react to Widodo's decision on his next VP candidate? If the president does in fact choose Erlanga as his next VP, 
The Golkar political machine will be used for full effect when it comes to campaigning, campaign funding, and using its well-established network from the village level to the national level to ensure that Widodo is re-elected. If Widodo decides on a candidate other than Irlanga, say, for example, the current governor of NTB region, Zainul Majdi, or TGB as he is locally known, how will internal factions inside the Golkar party react? Golkar traditionally has not been an opposition party, so it would likely continue to support Widodo for a second term on paper, but some senior members are already threatening to hold back on using the party's full resources if Golkar is not rewarded with the VP seat. Such a move would negatively impact the effectiveness of the Widodo re-election campaign. The PDIP party itself has shown over the years that it is not well-versed when it comes to executing campaigns effectively on the ground, while Golkar has. As a side note on the governor of NTB, Zainul Majdi, I interviewed him several episodes back, and he is someone that the listeners should keep an eye on, and it's worth listening to the episode if you haven't. Again, negotiations are ongoing, and we will have to watch how Widodo, Megawati, and PDIP make the next VP decision. We will have the answer very soon. I'm Sean Corrigan, and this is Indonesia In-Depth. Please send us your comments to info at indonesiaindepth.com. That's info at indonesiaindepth.com. The Indonesia In-Depth podcast is produced by the team at Lexico Indonesia, a political risk advisory located in the heart of Jakarta. You can find Lexico Indonesia at lexicoindonesia.com.